Reading for today, October the 30th, like I said, Live and Let Live, one of my favorite uh, downloads, default settings. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, these sayings saved my life. These sayings, I used them while I was out there. Not to become a control freak, let go and let God live and let live. First things first, but for the grace of God, I get another chance at life. Here we go, daily reflections. Never since it began has Alcoholic Anonymous been divided by a major controversial issue, nor has our fellowship ever publicly taken sides on any question in an embattled world. This, however, has been no earned virtue. It could almost be said that we were born with it. So long as we don't argue these matters privately, it is a cinch we will never shall publicly. 12 Steps of 12 Traditions. Never has Alcoholic Anonymous been divided by a major controversial issue like other organizations have, you know? throughout the years, even churches, organizations, leadership, and so forth. When you got me, uh, money, um, greed, uh, not allowing people to live and let live, not allowing other people to have the stage and, and say their heart without judging them, that's not AA, that's ego. So we do a good job of keeping that through the 12 traditions, staying on it, speaking up and protecting our recovery. Now, the daily reflections goes on to say, do I remember that I have a right to my opinion, but that others don't have to share it? That's the spirit of live and let live. Okay? Do I remember that I have a right to my opinion, but that others don't have to share it. That's the spirit of live and let live. The surrendering prayer remind me, with God's help, to accept the things I cannot change. I'm still trying to change others. When it comes to courage to change the things I can, do I remember that my opinions are mine and yours are yours? Am I still afraid to be me? When it comes to wisdom to know the difference, do I remember that my opinions come from my experience? If I have a known-it-all attitude, aren't I being deliberately controversial? I must let people, or people must let me be where I'm at, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, socially, without judgment. Let's live and let live. All right, our next reading for today would be From Faith to Faith by Kenny Copeland. Let's go ahead and pray the seven-step prayer, please. My Creator, I am now willing that He should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you not remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen.
October the 30th. It's Your Decision by Kenneth Copeland. And behold, these come at one out of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lied at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. Mark 5, 22 and 24. I wonder when God is going to do something about this problem. Have you ever asked this question? That question? If so, you may be surprised to find out that the answer depends 100% on you. There's an incident in Mark 5 that will show you what I mean. Jesus had just gotten out of the boat and people were pressing all around him, thronging him, it says. They had him shoved up against the shoreline when suddenly there came a man moving through the crowd to get to Jesus. Throwing himself at Jesus' feet, Mark records, he prayed and beseeches him greatly, saying, My little girl lied at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, and she shall live. Think about this situation for a moment. Here's a man who politically on the level of the mayor of the city, but he's so doggedly determined to get to Jesus that he fights his way through the crowd and clears out enough room to fall at Jesus' feet. He makes a decision, and when he gets to Jesus, he says exactly what it is. Lay your hands on her, and she shall live. Let me ask you something. Who do you think is directing the ministry of Jesus here? This one man, a man who made a decision, when he speaks that decision out, Jesus doesn't say anything. He just stops what he's saying, turns around, and follows him. In a crowd of literally thousands, the faith decision of one man is directing the actions of Jesus. What does that mean to you? It means that if you're sitting around waiting for Jesus to decide to heal you, or someone else, for Jesus to decide to help you, or someone else, for Jesus to decide to prosper you and give you victory, or someone else, you're in for a long wait, because that's not Jesus' decision. It's yours. I wonder when God is going to do something about this problem. Have you ever asked that question? If so, you may be surprised to find the answer depends 100% on you. I'm Fernando. I am recovery. I'm recovery from the onslaught of Satan's tactics. And Jesus saved me. I asked, cried out to Jesus to help me. He came into my heart after nine months of Alcoholic Anonymous, after clearing the ground. I think God was doing clearing the ground for nine months, making me aware of what was important in life and getting rid of devils inside me by going to meetings and stopping drinking. Then I was sober enough to say yes for another decision. You know, we go from strength to strength, from revelation to revelation, from spiritual awakening to spiritual awakening. 
I probably already had Jesus in my heart as a child, like a lot of us do, but we don't know how to use. So I said, Jesus, thank you for laying your hand on me and fixing me up. I'm good to go. I am ready for the battle. I am ready for service. Is that a faith statement that Jesus can easily empower and touch? Jesus, what can I do for you? I got everything I need. I got gas in the car. I'm, I'm fully clothed in my right mind. I'm dressed. Five in the morning. I'm ready to go, Lord. How can I bless my family and heal them and, and prosper them and help them? Jesus, I put them in your hands. Thank you for fixing them. Thank you for restoring them. Thank you for making them brand new. Thank you for educating them, teaching them like you did me. I am fixed. Fixed to be of service. Fixed to laugh. Fixed to enjoy one day at a time. I am fixed and ready that all things are possible with God. I have nothing missing, nothing broken. All is well in Jesus' name. All is well. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the uh, that we keep crying for what we need and we keep needing what we cry for. Isn't that something? I kept crying for Jesus to fix me. And all I had to say, say by faith, I am fixed. And Jesus put a, paid attention to my faith. I am rich. And Jesus paid attention to my faith. You gotta, I have to feel it in the heart as a truth before it's outwardly manifested. And all my crying, all my sacrifice, all my pleading, all my laziness, really, all my watching stuff that I shouldn't be watching, staying up late, not doing what God tells me to do, read His Word. And I want to be qualified. I want to blame God. You owe me. It's God's fault. I am mad at God. I am mad at my parents. I hate my parents. I'm mad at God. That's when we get, we, we we gotten too many benefits and it's gone wrong. All right, moving right along. Let's go ahead and do uh, this. Do the Lord's Prayer, please. The Our Father. Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, reading for today is Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland. Our scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 27 to 31 from the New American Standard. 
The title is Losing Sight of Ourselves. But God has chosen the foolish things in the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despise God has chosen. The things that are not so that he may nullify the things that are. So that no man may boast before God, but by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and 31. You know, this is such an important verse that we need to see it in uh, quickly and other translations. So let me go ahead and bring it up real fast. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and 31. Uh, I myself think that this is the culprit for me in all failure. It's, not, it's because God has given me, an, all of us, an abundance of self-preservation. And these tools he's given us just happen to be uh, selfishness, anger, pride, ego. I believe they're all mechanisms, indifference, used or wrong. You know, they have a good purpose, people. But we use them wrong. Like, for instance, indifference. I should be indifferent to the devil and the devil's tactics to try to make me lazy or take a drink or take a drug or go somewhere, I need to be indifferent to them, right? If he's persistent, then I need to get angry. And then I used to get, use my pride that, no, I, I am not going to the slissy bar or that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay home and read the Word of God. What do you think? How about uh, eagle? Use ego to uh, protect yourself. It makes sense to me. You know, instead of trying to blast ego out of the water, out of your system. Yeah, thank you, God, for my ego. I thank you for my pride. I thank you for my selfishness. I thank you, God, for my anger. I thank you for my indifference. <laughs> you know, if your life is not working to this point, why don't you try it? What do you got to lose? You slopped it up so bad already. We have. What's, what's the problem of uh, removing pride and self-sufficiency out of the way? I thought you said you were surrendered. I thought you said that you'd done the third step. You've given your life and your will over to the care of God as He may. Maybe the problem is now we don't understand how He works. I don't. Okay, now I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible. First uh, Corinthians 1, 27 to 31, and that says, But God has selected for his purpose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. And God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant base things of the world and the things that are despised and treated with contempt, even that 
things that are nothing so that he might reduce to nothing the things that are so that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God but it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus revealing his plan of salvation and righteousness making us acceptable to God and sanctification making us holy and setting us apart for God and redemption providing our ransom from the penalty of sin and so then it is written in scripture he who boasts and glories let him boast and glory in the Lord do you see that my alcoholism my drug my my anger my stealing and all that has a tendency to it didn't happen it happened folks i was not in my right mind the alcohol needed to to bring me down to a point of surrender where i needed jesus i needed help i cried out to god and he helped me so now i need to boast and glorify in him you know i don't really know how to do it and i get caught a lot of times in saying oh, it's my work it's one of the reasons i like the book of alcoholic anonymous a big book where it says his success is really no our success is really his success the success we're having is god's success We are good at boasting and glorifying our God in AA. We boast and glory in the Lord. A lot of us are good on it. Now, I don't know where the uh, indicator line is, but I certainly do. They say when a man is uh, praised, he is tested like silver and gold is fired up in the furnace. You know, a, a quick thank you, God help me, is a, is a so sober, aware situation. Thank you, God help me. And people will fight you tooth and nail. You go to college, oh, you did this, you did that, no, but you did it, but it would have happened anyway, blah, 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 blah. I love you. Okay, let's go ahead and find out what Kenny Copeland's, or Gloria, excuse me, is saying over this. Again, she says, most people think the opposite of love is hate. But it might be just as accurate to say that the opposite of love is selfishness. Love causes us to focus on others. Selfishness causes us to focus on ourselves. That's why the very thing we must do to successfully walk in love is to stop looking at ourselves and start looking at God. We must cease being self-centered and start being God-centered. We must give up self-confidence and gain God-confidence instead. Actually, it is a great relief just to admit that what the Bible says about us is true. On our own, we're nothing. We are weak, foolish, and base. What's more, that's why God called us. He likes to take people who are incapable of doing anything worthwhile on their own and enable them to do great things by His power. He likes to take ordinary earthen vessels and display His glory in them. How does He do that? 
He makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. He gives us His righteousness, holiness, wisdom, and abilities. He puts His own Spirit inside of us. So instead of looking to ourselves, we can depend on the greater one who dwells within us. In the process, we lose sight of ourself. Insecurity and self-consciousness become a thing of the past. We discover it doesn't really matter what we are. It doesn't matter how smart or talented we are. We just keep our eyes on Jesus, knowing that by His Spirit, He will give us the ability to do whatever God tells us to do. As we start centering our lives around God, we automatically stop focusing on what pleases us and start focusing instead on what pleases Him. We won't spend our time thinking, what do I want? What will make me happy? We will be seeking the Lord to find out what He wants to do. We'll be concerned only about what makes Him happy. You know, before I even tell you what that is, it's love. When our lives become God-centered instead of self-centered, our primary purpose will be to live the life of love, not in our own power and ability, but in His in His power and His ability. We'll stop worrying about ourselves and let our weaknesses be transformed by His strength. Then we'll give all the glory to Him. Amen. Hallelujah. And that was Gloria Copeland, my folks, my friends. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. Reading the words of Proverbs, King James Version, for October the 30th, or the 30th, the words of Agur, the son of Jekai, even the prophecy. The man spoke unto Ethel, and even unto Ethel and Ukal, Surely I am more brutish than any man, and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell me. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse thee and thou be found guilty. There is a generation that curseth their father and does not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation of how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up, 
There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth are knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among men. Though Horsley's has two daughters crying, give, give, there are three things that are never satisfied. Yeah, four things say not enough. It is enough. The grave and the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that say it, it is enough. The eye that mocketh at his father and despised to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young shall eat it. There be three things which are too wonderful for me, yeah, four which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eat it and wipe it her mouth and say it, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is disquieted, disquieted and for four which it cannot bear. For a servant when he reigneth, when a fool when he is filled with meat, for an odious woman when she is married, and an handmaid that is heir to her mistress. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The coonies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses on the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them by hands. The spider takes hold with her hands and is in king palaces. There be three things which go well, yea, four are comely and going, a lion which is strong among beasts and turneth not away from any, a greyhound and a he-goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising up. If thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, let thy hand upon thy mouth. Surely the churning of milk brings forth butter, and the wringing of the nose brings forth blood. For the forcing of wrath brings forth strife. Now we're going to read Psalm 150. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the ferment of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the posture and the harp, praise him with the timbrel and dance, praise him with stringed instruments and organs, praise him upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. Psalm 120. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in Masej, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul has long dwelt with him and has hated peace. 
I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Psalm 190. No, excuse me. Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, you children of men, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. And as a watch in the night, thou carriest them away as with a flood, they are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which grow it up. In the morning it flourishes and grow it up. In the evening it is cut down and withered. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by the wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquity before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all of our days are passed away in the wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years. Yet is their strength labored in sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. We know it the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so it, it is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long, and let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with the mercy. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days of our lives. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let the works appear unto thy servants, and the glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yeah, the works of our hands establish thou it. Psalm 60. O God, thou hast cast us off, thou hast scattered us, thou hast been displeased. O turn thyself to us again, thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it. Heal the broke breaches thereof, for it is shaken. Thou hast shown thy people hard things, thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given us a banner to them that fear thee that it may be displayed because of thy truth, that they, beloved, may be delivered, saved with thy right hand, and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem, and meet out the valley of Sukkot. Gilead is mine, and Manesh is mine, Ephraim also is the strength of my hand, my head, Judah is my lawgiver, Moab is my washpot, over Edom I will cast out my shoe. Felicia triumph, thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Will not thou, O God, which hast cast us off? And thou, O God, which didst not go out with our enemies? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we should do valiantly, for it is he that tread down 
our enemies. Through God we should do valiantly, for it is He who shall tread down our enemies. Our last psalm is Psalm 30. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endured but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said I should never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountains to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood? When I go down to the pit, shall the dust praise thee? Shall they declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me, Lord. Be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mountain into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praises to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever.